welcome back to Mojo for the Modern Man. This is your host, Ken Mossman, and today I'm joined for Act 2 of my conversation with Iggy Domogalski, the president and CEO of Wajax, which is one of Canada's longest-standing and most diversified industrial products and services providers. And Act 2 opens with Iggy sharing about the sale of his company recently, by the way, Tundra Process Solutions to Wajax, the company where, as I mentioned, he's now president and CEO. And he quickly touches on the phenomenon of quittenstade, a behavior that he discovered existed and someone had even created a name for in the lower levels of an organization he worked for early in his career. He shares, as he says, my number one biggest passion in business life is growing leaders. That is a quote. And brings us around to a conversation about mentors, hiring great talent, and allowing people to risk and skin their knees and grow through their own experience without being micromanaged. Uh, before turning over to mentors and circling the conversation back to the trust and positivity that Iggy mentioned in the first part of Act One, which is excellent, by the way, if you've not heard it yet, Iggy talks about the importance of navigating unknowns by humbly not having all the answers. And we finally wrap, as he says, you spend half your waking life at work, it should be enjoyable. Rapping with a short, wildly important riff on the value of having fun whilst working. Quick reminder, if you have not yet, please subscribe to Mojo for the Modern Man on your favorite podcasting service. And let's dive into this rich second part of my conversation with Iggy Domogalski. Enjoy. So when, so when did you... Um... So, so, so the business, so is the, the business is yours. Is that accurate? I'm making up the business is yours. So uh, a partner and I bought the business, uh, 15 years ago. Okay. And, uh, and actually just this year we sold it to another bigger company, uh, a company called Wajax. So, so I mean, j just for, just for scale, you know, our, our company is about 150 people and, um, and Wajax is a larger Canadian company uh, with over 100 offices across the country, about 2,800 employees, and they're publicly traded on the Toronto Stock Exchange. So they're a much bigger company than Tundra was, uh, and they and they purchased us in uh, in January of 2021. Oh wow! So yeah. so this this is this is recent. And um, when did you like after that between that first job uh, and Tundra? Uh, where did your where where did your entrepreneurial leanings bring you? Uh, well, so I had about uh, five years between university and uh, and Tundra, and uh, that time was spent in corporate finance in uh, in, a, in a couple of different companies in Winnipeg, which was awesome experience. And um, my first job was was actually it was a really neat job, and it was it was in a in a pretty big company, about a six thousand person company that mm. uh that manufactured and sold mutual funds to individual investors and i was part of this uh this rotational program for high potential people out of university and so i got i got to you know go into a bunch of different departments like into marketing and on the trading floor and training and sales and so i got to see all the parts of the business so it was 
it was it was really neat and i got to work with high level high level some really great high level people but then kind of as i got down into the lower levels of the team um you know they they weren't as motivated in fact the company actually had a term which i'd never heard before and it shocked me and it was called quit and stayed like quit and stayed and st- wow and and I was, I was like what's that it's like well this person's actually quit and they're no longer doing their job, but they're still here and still getting paid. <laughs> so quit and stayed. <laughs> it was just, it was, it blew my mind. <laughs> well, blow just as you're describing it, it's blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so they basically quit. They just haven't told anyone. <laughs> they're not really doing anything, but they're still here. <laughs> How long did the average quit and stay stick around? I, I don't know. I don't know that they really tracked it that closely. <laughs> I, I don't know that. I don't know that that's a metric they wanted to show to the board or to management. Oh, here's here's a percentage of our team that's actually doing nothing. But <laughs> so then, yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I uh, boy, there's so many different places to go there, and and let's not let's not get sidetracked by the quit and stays. I want to come back to you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'd, so so for that five year period, I, I I worked at two different companies uh, in financial services and, and corporate finance, and uh, yeah, r- really great experiences. I, it's just uh, I I found that it wasn't uh, probably the right fit for me long term, yeah. and then this opportunity came up uh, with a mentor to uh, move further out west um, into Western Canada uh, to to go start buying up some smaller companies, which is what we did, and I found I, I found a real big passion in that and kind of running and operating uh, small to mid-sized companies and and really enjoyed that. Uh, I found a real passion for culture and um, and learning and values and mission and those kind of things. And I feel like that's where I can add the most value to a company. Uh, so, so I, let me let me let me pause you there. Talk talk us through a little bit of that because your that that transition um, you know that that transition from doing the, the work that you were doing in finance to 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 culture to people development to all that you know I, I I take it it didn't just like oh I'm fascinated by this I'm gonna go do it I take it there was a there was there's I take it there's more to the story Iggy yeah yeah that's that's fair <laughs> well the well the the kind of culture and development part I and uh, and 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 community engagement and those kind of things I I, I found a passion for that in university uh, mm. through through doing all that work and in, uh, in student government I. I just I love that, and uh, and then when I was working uh, in uh, in that finance industry, I just I, that that part was missing. So yeah. there there was a number of years where that was missing, and I tried to fill that void with doing a lot of community work, which which I which I did, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but then when I when I got into this new career, which I've been doing for fifteen years, um, you know, I I kind of found that I could. I could do it at my work, which was which was really cool. So I so I just kind of took all those, all of that experience around building culture and developing leaders and doing all that, and said, okay, well, I can just do this and on the daily, and uh, and then and then started doing that in our day to day business, and and that's and that's been really fun. I mean, my my number one biggest passion in business life is growing leaders, mm. and and just seeing our team 
you know, take on new challenges and grow and be able to do things today that they weren't able to do yesterday. Like that just gives me the most satisfaction, uh, out of, out of anything. Um, so, so that, that, that's really, that's where I try to spend my time and, you know, every day kind of think about what, what am I doing today to advance the mission of growing leaders in our company? Um, and, and so that's, that's kind of the, kind of the, the guiding light for me, if you will. It's, uh, making sure that our people are growing. Cause I know, cause I know if they're growing as individuals, the company is going to grow. Um, and, and if, and that's the, the biggest area that I think I can add value is making sure that those opportunities are there. And if our people are growing, they'll, they'll naturally make our business grow and be successful. Yeah. And, and, and share, if you will, uh, some of your own, either your own leadership philosophy or, and I know it's connected to growing people. Um, yeah. What's what say a little bit about your, your come from as it were, as, as a leader of growing leaders. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, I've been fortunate in, in my life, I think to have a, to have a few really great mentors mm-hmm. uh, and just people that would just give me advice along the way when I, when I needed it. And so I, whenever I can, I try to be that person for others and, and give them the right advice at the right time when, when, when they need it and when they want it. Uh, but generally I'm not a, I'm not very hands-on micromanager. That's, that's not, that is not my, uh, that's not my role. And I, and, I, and I, and I really try to hire people that are better than me in, in their area. So I just, so, so the, the guidance I try to give them is more on high level business things and how to, how to develop their teams. And if they're stuck with a difficult decision and they want some guidance on it, that that's where I'll step in. But I really think that people have to make their own decisions and they have to skin their own knees and they have to do it on their own with guidance, but I, but I'm not, I don't make decisions for other people, right? Like they, they need to make those decisions in the business. And it's my job just to make sure that everyone's just moving generally in the same direction. And if everyone's mm-hmm. generally moving in the same direction, we'll eventually arrive at the destination that we want. I hope you're enjoying this second part of my conversation with Iggy Domagalski here on Mojo for the Modern Man. And a quick reminder, if you have not yet, please do subscribe to Mojo for the Modern Man on your favorite podcasting service. Let's get back into it. Uh, unpack the skin your own knees piece a little bit there because, uh, uh, and let me say, just say a word or two more. The, 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 there seems to be, um, I don't want to say this, the, you know, what I see in the work that I do is that the people in organizations who uh, who understand that perhaps the greatest risk is not being able to take a risk, you know, the greatest risk is avoiding risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's all sorts of different levels of relationship to, to, to failure, you know, relationship to letting people get out there and skin their knees. So yeah, talk. Uh, you could address that a, a little bit from you, from your own point of view. I love that yeah. you included that in there. Yeah, I mean, I, that's how you learn. You what? Well, that's how you learn and remember it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> I mean, I could. I can learn something if a really if a smart person tells me something, but I'm only going to remember it if I lived it and felt it and you know had some pain around it and so. 
so I just let people do it. And, and you know, there's how, how far you allow people to risk is a, is a tricky game. Uh, I mean, there was, I almost bankrupted this company numerous times. And so I, I try not to let people go that far just because, you know, you don't want to have a, a, a company, you know, extinction level event, if you, if you will. Uh, but, um, but, but I like people skinning their knees. I, I like them trying new things and, you know, sometimes I think it won't work. Sometimes I'm almost sure that it won't work, but I'll, I'll say, here's, I'll, I'll just, I'll never tell someone to not do something that, that is very, very rare. Unless it's something like I need this massive amount of money to do this thing that I know is for sure not going to work. But if they, if they want to try new things, I'm like, yeah, go, go for it and try it. Let me just give you some backstories of, you know, I tried this thing twice. It didn't work both times. It might work this time. The situation could be different, but just, you know, keep that in mind, keep these lessons in mind that I've painfully learned, but go try it. And, uh, and so I, th- I, th- I like to think that we allow our people to, to try new things and, and fail if they need. And yeah, they come out, they come out a lot, they come out a lot stronger on the other side from the experience, but also uh, I think it builds trust in teams. Mm. And when you when you tell somebody that, hey, I don't think this is going to work because it didn't work for me, but I think you should try it because it might work for you. You know, you're that's a different conversation. That to, to me, that conversation says, you know what, I trust your skills and I trust your abilities. And although it didn't work for me, it could work for you. So why don't you go try it? And I'm going to give you the authority and the responsibility and the accountability around this thing. Whereas if someone says, hey, I want to try this. And I, you know, I, I alternatively, I could say, you know what, I've done that before. Let's not do that. Um, you know, that, that message is, um, you know, what, you know what, I don't really trust you. I think I know better than you. And so we're just going to agree to disagree and do it my way. Um, so I, I think they're just very different messages and sometimes just the, you know, even though the risk appears high, it's really not that high. You know, you want to try something like really think about what's the maximum amount of time and dollars that you could lose on this thing. It's usually not that much <laughs> and, and just let, let them try it because it's just the, the upside is, and, and, and if it works, then, then there's even more upside, but even like, even, even if it completely fails and you know, you're going to lose that money and that time there's, there's still actually a lot of benefit to it and it's almost worth it. Um, even if you know, even if you know, it's not going to work. Yeah. And there's two pieces that I see in there that, you know, uh, one is of of course the possibility that, that it might work. The, uh, uh, there's another piece in there, maybe three pieces. There's another piece in there about, oh, you know, even if, even if it fails, the, the, that individual learns, the organization learns, there's learning all around. And, but coming back to the risk, you know, the no risk risk is that, um, you know, by you being the, the, the one, the person who, who, who always knows better, the, the amount of creativity potentially that gets stifled. Yeah. Is, you know, what's, can you, can you even begin to calculate the cost of that? Yeah. And I, and I mean, I have one track of experience and other people, everyone else's experience is different. And, you know, like, like this isn't like a specific kind of surgery, right? Where there's, you do it this way because that's the way, you know, there's, 
there's lots of different ways to do things in business. And you know, many of them can give you equal or better results and you just don't really know. So I, th I think in, it's just so gray in business that I, th I think I would be silly to not try and not allow other people to try ways that are different than mine. Because like, who's to say that my way is the right way? It's, you know, it's worked in certain situations, but not in all of them. So I think letting people try their way is important. So if you had, I know we got to go in a couple of minutes here. Um, uh, lessons that you would leave or suggestions you would make for budding leaders before we part company here. Well, that's a good one. Um, I, I have been really fortunate to have some great mentors. And if you can find those, man, that is helpful. <laughs> Just having experienced people that you can bounce ideas off of and get their input on things is, is really valuable. How to find mentors. I mean, that's, uh, there's books and papers and hours of podcasts out there about that. So we won't get into that, but, um, but, I, but trying to search them out and, and, and have some really great ones. And you don't have to have just one, right? Like you can have different ones for different things. And so I have, I have a bunch for different things that I, that I, that I really respect them. I really respect them in, in that area the most. And so I go to them for that. Um, and then kind of go, kind of tying it all back to the beginning of our, of our chat here. If you can, if you can choose to trust and choose to be happy, uh, it will, you know, those, those things come back. If you are, mm. if you're happy and positive towards others, that will come back to you. And if you are trusting towards others, they'll in turn trust you back. And, and if you, and if, if bring that into a business scenario, you know, if you are, if you're a budding leader and maybe you have a small team, let's say you have three or four people reporting to you. If you're, if, if you're positive towards them and trusting towards them, how do you think that team will operate? Alternatively, if you come into work every day a little bit ticked off and you don't trust anyone and it's your way or the highway, how do you think that team will work out? And it'll it'll you'll have a same people, exact same, same three or four people reporting to you, but I would say drastically different results out of those people. And I think if you go down that happy and trusting route, you'll have a team that outperforms. And if you have a, you know, if you go down the miserable and uh, an untrusting route, you know, you'll, you'll have a team that does the bare minimum to not get fired or in fact, might quit and stay. Yeah. The quit and stays. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And, and, and share what you're, you're out there speaking, you're, you're doing other things too, besides just leading the, 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 the company. Is that accurate? Or did I just make that up? <laughs> No, that that's accurate. Um, I, I I love to talk about the things that we do at our company. Um, we're 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 an Alberta-based company, so most of the things I would do are in are in Western Canada. But it's usually talking about culture and leadership, and then uh, and innovation. So we have a, a what what other people view as a pretty innovative company and one that's built a pretty neat culture. Uh, so so I, I really enjoy talking about that and uh, and 
uh, one of the presentations that I often give is just called culture on a budget, because, you know, that when, pe when people read about companies that have cool cultures, they think of Google and they think, well, I can't afford a free cafeteria and sleep pods for everyone. And, and it's not that culture doesn't require money. Culture requires time and a mindset. And, and I think that any company can do it if they want to. And so I, I, I talk a lot about that because I think, uh, creating engaged workforces that are, that are happy and, and want to be at work just creates a, a better economy and a better world. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I think you just answered the last question that I was uh, that I was about to. Ask. Well, you know, I'm going to ask it anyway, and that is what uh, uh, you know. Kind of the last thing we'll touch on before we part company is um, why does culture matter? I well, that is a good question. Let, let's start off with just culture exists in every company in the world. Culture mm -hmm. exists in every group of friends in the world. Culture exists in every family in the world. It's everywhere. And if you don't actively think about it and actively manage it and actively work on it every day, it will just be what it will be, which in some cases is fine. But if you, if you want a certain culture, then as a leader of that company, you have to work on it a little bit every day and and be very very conscious of it and i'm not saying that the the culture that we have at tundra is the right one it's the right one for us mm -hmm. um but i think it does matter and working on your culture to be the way that you want it will drive the kind of people that you attract to the company will drive the quality of work that that happens in your company my personal belief is that work should be a little bit fun and it should be engaging and that we want to treat people like people not like robots and um, because of that, I just think we attract, uh, you know, uh, more people than, than, than our competitors for roles. And I think our attrition rates are lower, which I, I know those are facts because we measure that. And, and I, and you spend half of your waking life at work. Yep. And I, and I just believe because you spend half of your waking life at work, it should be enjoyable. And, uh, and that's, that's really the, that, that, that core belief. I love coming to work. I hope that most of the people at our company like coming to work. I think most of them do, and um, and that's that's what I hope to get out of it for our people that they have a good place to come to work, that they enjoy, and that 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 they're they're happy to wake up in the morning and they choose to be happy. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Iggy, for for joining me here. Thank you, Ken. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you for the time. Yeah, you're welcome. And the last thing, how do people get in touch with you if they want to reach out? Uh, the easiest way is on LinkedIn, uh, Iggy yeah. Domagalski. Good. And we'll put that in the program notes. Thank you Thanks so much. Again. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest, Iggy Domagalski, here on Mojo for the Modern Man. This is your host, Ken Mossman. And if you want to learn more about Iggy, you can do so on LinkedIn. There is a link to his profile on the program notes for today. And of course, I encourage you to come by my website, cirrusleadership.com, C-I-R-R-U-S, as in the cloud, cirrusleadership.com, to learn more about what I've got going on. Every episode of Mojo for the Modern Man is available there, and so much more, including information about my flagship men's program, I am formerly the integrated adult man. A big thanks to Josh Hines for his musicianship and magicianship in the audio realm, who helps me produce uh, Mojo. Wouldn't happen without you, Josh. So big thanks for your help. 
And with that, be well, make it a great day, and we'll see you back here on Mojo for the Modern Man very soon. Take care.